Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Negligence is our first story arc for a campaign that takes place in 2010 in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Follow Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Quinn, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they are pulled out of their seclusion and tasked to investigate a series of gruesome murders. If you'd like to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So you guys go ahead and are heading back there. William, sure. you hear that? Katal, you see them? You're standing up there, Katal. You see a group of 15 people start come walking outside. You see them follow along, and they're sitting, start sitting in chairs. The scene I described to Ophelia and Jonathan, you guys are sitting there. And when you sit in the chair, you have the bonfire about 10, 20 yards to the right. You see, like, some brambles, and then you see, like, a stream that's not frozen, so it looks like someone busted the ice open and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to remain standing. Okay, you're going to remain standing? Yeah. You see uh, the black guy come walking up to you. He's like, is everything okay? You know you can sit down and relax, right? I prefer to stand, but thank you very much. All right. All right. If, if that makes you feel comfortable, and you kind of get this sense from him that he's very empathetic to you, and uh, he's not coming across as overly, like, you know, you got to sit down, you know? And right. like, yeah, whatever makes you feel comfortable, I understand. And he, and he walks off. So, and uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep a, a power stance when I'm standing there. It's, it's kind of like um, when when people body gestures, a power stance is something where you, you are putting forth an air of authority. Uh-huh. So like hands on, like yep. if I were running this thing, like I'm running this thing, like I'm in charge, I'm standing in a manner that's authoritative when when actually I'm just a guest here. And there's some, like behind the trees, like what, what is he doing? So as you see, as you're standing there and you guys are sitting there, you start kind of hearing slow chanting coming from towards the house and you see that there's some robed figures they're kind of in like a crimson reddish robe and they're walking towards and progression there's six of them and there's basically two two and then two two rank files of three and they're walking towards from the house in the snow and you guys are making out that they're kind of barefooted you see that they're barefooted and then they're not wearing uh, any kind of shoes or anything like that and they get to where they are in the little creek pond type thing and you see them they drop their robes and they're and they're completely stark naked and one side is females and the other side is is males give me a perception and alertness roll difficulty six both of you guys no success no successes, all right. Two successes. All right, and give me a perception alertness roll for Katow. Difficulty eight, since he's kind of a distance away. One success. No, two successes. All right. You two see that there's two blonde females. Like, basically, when you're looking at them, so there's a blonde female, and then there's a guy to their left, and then there's another blonde female guy to the left, and then there's a brunette female and a guy to their left. Uh, the guys are all Caucasians. You kind of are starting to be like, wait, are those the blonde females that were from the footage, the, the tapes that we saw from the hotel that were walking out? 
And you see that each of them walk in, they each pair walks into the ravine, into this ice cold water that goes pretty much up to their necks. And then they walk out. And as they do that, then they start climbing over the brambles completely naked where they're getting scratched and they're getting torn. They're, they're getting, you're seeing blood kind of start seeping out of these wounds a little bit. And so finally, and you can see that it pains them a little bit, but they where they roll over the, this brambles and fall into the snow and they each do that. And then when all six of them make it over, and while this is going on, by the way, there's people in the group of 15 and I would say maybe about 12 of them. 11 of them are, are, are constantly chanting Ali Helitu, that chant that you heard. Do you know that, that was in the uh, last night? That was in that little gathering that they had there. Yeah. And you see when they roll over to the snow, when they hit the snow after falling out of the brambles, you see blood splattering from their wounds there. And you see them slowly get up because obviously they're dealing with hypothermia right now and they're dealing with, they're dealing with the wounds that they have and they walk up to the bonfire and you see the black guy comes walking up to him and hands him each a torch and lights each of the torch and they throw the torch, their torches into this bonfire, which lights it up. I'm going to have you two give me a courage roll difficulty for, um, I would suggest not botching it or failing it. I'll use a point of willpower. One success. Uh, I'm going to look at my watch like I'm bored with this already. Can I tell you I have my phone out and like I'm recording this whole thing because we need evidence for this situation. Yeah. For whom? Who do we need evidence for? Uh, the court? The, 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 the Elysium? To show like, hey, there's a stuff going on. We just need to make it stop. They don't care who or what well, does they it. Care about, you don't know what they care about? I'll, I'll film it anyway. I'll film it. So and then you see the the, the couples start copulating in front of the bonfire. Give me a perception and alertness roll. You two difficulty eight. I uh, botched. I just uh, failed. You just failed. All right. Can I uh, yeah, give me a perception and alertness roll. Difficulty. Uh, what did I tell you guys the difficulty eight. was? Eight. Eight. Uh, it's gonna be nine for you because you're kind of a distance away. I could tell. Come on. Three successes. Yeah. You see that their wounds are starting to heal. While they're that in the middle of not, see, this is why you need to film this stuff. Cause yeah, their their wounds are middle are in the middle of healing while they're copulating. I'm gonna look for tattoos on them. Do they have the tattoo? Yep, you see tattoos on all six of them. And you see the group is sitting there watching. You see, you you, you guys see like one guy kind of like, <clears throat> like clear his throat. Like this is not what I expected. You see the Manny kind of looks at you, Ophelia, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm kind of not looking right now. That I guess that's me role playing the botch. I kind of yeah. You know, looked away. Do, do, do you understand the symbolism of what's going on here? Any kind of motions to what they're doing on the ground there? Uh, I guess, like, you know, healing through suffering. Yeah. Kind of close. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's what you're talking about. That's what we're doing. That's what's going on right there. You know, he's not mentioning so, the words or anything like that. But Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Actually, no, I wouldn't. I looked away, so I don't know what. Yeah. I, I'll just yeah. say, I don't know. They hurt themselves and now they're. Doing it. There's more to it, which we can talk about afterwards and everything like that. You see, uh, Jonathan. How's uh, this any different from last night? That's what uh, I say to him. Well, and he looks at you. What, how do you know about last night? What do you mean last night? Uh, you said that <laughs> you said that this would be different to the debauchery going on last uh, night. This is pretty debauched. Well, this is symbolism here. I told you there's a lot of. I warned you there was some symbolism here. But we'll talk about it more, and and maybe we can get you down on the first step on on the path if if you'd be interested. I'll look. I'll try and look back at what's going on and ignore what he just said a little. And he just kind of like 
turns and looks. You see uh, the female comes up to you, Jonathan. She puts her hand on her, your shoulder, and she's like, are you okay? I'm outstanding. I'm better than okay. I am outstanding. Outstanding oh, wow. in the fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> are you not... Do you need to talk or something? Or Yeah, I, I, I desperately need to talk to somebody. I need to talk to you who's running all of this. Why? What, what do you mean? Who's in charge? Well, there's really like no one in charge. I don't, I don't understand what you're hoping to, to gain from that. Well, you, you don't have to understand. You just need to get whoever's running this show and bring them out here. Listen, you're honestly kind of being a little hostile right now. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand why, why you're throwing all this hostility at me when I was nice enough to invite you here. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I really do. I would have been here regardless, but I mean... <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean by that? Can I can I hear them talking if I notice? Yeah, it? you can hear them talking. Yeah, you can hear it getting tense a little bit because you I'm got your senses on. Just put my hand on, on where my gun is just to reassure myself. I'm going to look at her and I'm be like, obviously, none of you here that I see is running this. So somebody somebody started this all this whole thing. Who's the person that started all of this? What I'm asking is why you have all these questions now. Did you come here to learn more about what we talked about? or Absolutely. I, I came here to understand it all. Well, then just let it happen organically, okay? It's going to happen. You're going to get there. You're going to talk to the right people when it needs to be talked to. But you're kind of coming across a little standoffish right now. I'm not going to lie. And it has me kind of regretting a little bit maybe inviting you here. William and Quinn, you're hearing the conversation going on right yeah, now. I'm getting ready uh, with my gun as well. If I need to, you know, if I need to move, if there's going to be a shootout or something. Anyway, so you see, you see that the acts that are going on in the snow are finishing up and you see the people are putting back on their robes and they're going back inside. And, and you see the, the black guy comes up to you. He's like, no, would, would you guys mind coming back inside with me? Sure. What would you say your name was? Oh, well, well, we'll talk inside. Don't worry about it. You can call me Dave. Dave. I'll, um, right. I'll just get up and silently go in with everyone else. I'll wait till a few other people start walking in before I trail in. They're walking in. He's like, listen, I'm going to have a couple uh, people who have kind of been on this path longer than I, and I'm gonna, they're going to come here and speak to you, and they're going to tell you a little bit more of what you saw. They're actually involved in what, in what you saw, and they're going to explain. Uh, so we're inside now? Are. Yeah, you're inside. Is there any like is there a bar like you know a standing bar or anything? Yeah, there's like a you know like they have in the study there, and they take you into like a dining area too. So they're letting you guys kind of walk about. There's like the study and the dining area. They're telling you just to mingle. Uh, I'm gonna pour myself a drink, a stiff one. You see that the the female's kind of giving you space that she wasn't. You know what I mean? She doesn't. She's kind of put off a little bit by her standoffish, and she's kind of getting the feeling that you need space and everything. So yeah. And it, it. it's going to be like two inches. Bam. <laughs> Another one. We're going to cut to Katow. So you see them all kind of heading inside. You see the bonfire still going. So like, are there like any windows or anything like that? So I, I can like sort of just like go up to the, go up to the house. And sort of just... You're going to have to jump over the fence, but you can do that. Okay. First of all, uh, look, is there like any obvious, like a lot, like, you know, cameras around? All right. Let's do perception and security difficulty seven. I have a perception at four, but I have nothing in security. Oh, yeah, nothing in security. So then that would add a plus one to it. So difficulty nine. So you could do perception, difficulty nine. Uh, I'll spend a willpower for that. All right. Oh, wow. You got three successes. And uh, what was your uh, specialty? It was careful. Careful? Yeah, I'll let you roll that. re-roll that ten. 
Um, ah, almost. So you got three successes, man. So you, you can kind of see there's a camera. There's like two security cameras. They're not the moving type. They're just like the normal, you know, home security type. But you could you feel you can easily dodge those. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to like just, just slip, like slip past them and just be like get in there and be like, okay, so what? Just, you know, just make sure I'm you know, close enough to like, you know, peek so it you- out, like, you know. You said you're gonna jump. The, you want to jump the fence. You're yes. saying, and then go start looking through the windows. All right. So I'm gonna have you do a dexterity and a stealth difficulty six for that. I mean, you saw the cameras, but you still, you know what I mean. Got to be sneaky and everything. Okay. So yeah, that's six dice. Okay. So you got what, Dan? You got four successes, man. So you you jump in there and you kind of cr- you're crouching along and you're you're coming along. You see like a couple back windows, and then you see the door where the four people came from. The robed people. Yeah. And it looks like it's a door that could either go into the back. I mean, you see it's closed and everything, but it doesn't look like like a. It looks like it go into a garage, or it could it could go into like the back of the house. Obviously, can I like check to see if like there's anyone inside the room before I like? You get, there's no windows around there, and the closest window is into a different room. You see, is into like a kitchen area. Give me a perception alertness difficulty seven. Holy crap! <laughs> Damn, dude, what? Three successes, two tens. And uh, what, what's your what's your perception? Oh, your perception is careful, right? Yeah, I'll let you do that again. I'll let you roll it again. All right. So that's one, two, three, four success. What was the difficulty? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Four successes. So you're through like looking in the kitchen and you're kind of deciding. You're like, I think this might go into like a a basement area, maybe, or kind of a cellar. Like the door opens. You're just kind of guessing from the architecture and everything like that. So can I, can I tell if there's anyone in there? Or like, no, I can't tell. You can't really tell you if there is or if there isn't. I mean, you hear, we can try. Yeah, let's do a perception and alertness difficulty eight this time. Oh, no successes. All right. So you can't really, you don't hear anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, I think I know, I think I know what I'm going to, I'm going to guess what I'm going to find down there, but I'm just trying to figure out if it's worth going down there or not. I'm going to let you think about it. I'm going to cut to William. Okay. Are you going to say anything over the phone, Quinn, or are you just being quiet while you're doing all this? Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell him, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, check, I'm going to I'm check it out, check, checking it out like, through this like, back door area. Just so, yeah, just uh, Do you want me to go with? No, you, you stay up there and you, you keep the car warm if you're trying to run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess I'll be on the lookout for any people that might interfere in our possible escape. I'll cut to Ophelia and Jonathan. You, you, you hear that guy who was kind of like clearing his throat be like, you know what? And he's talking to this dude. I, I get what you're trying to do here, man, but this is just too weird for my fucking taste, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to take yeah. off, man. You, you have a good fucking night and, uh, all you, uh, yeah, more power to whatever you're doing, man. And he, uh, turns around and walks out the door. You see a guy walking out, William, he's like shaking his head and he's like lighting a cigarette He's walking down there, and he's seen, like hitting the button to open the gate. I'll report his position to the rest yeah. of the team. Well, I'm not going to be able to hear the the phone that yeah, I've like, yeah. set up. It's just, just like a receiver. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just telling Quinn pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So just like, um, like just you know keep an eye on. Him. Make sure he actually gets out of the place. Yeah, he starts the car and he just takes off. But you can see him like muttering under his breath. He definitely his body language tells him he's like, "What the fuck is it?" You know what I mean? Like, can't believe I saw this shit. And he takes off. You know? Yeah, you the guy, a bandit comes up to you, sits next to you. So don't worry, they're gonna come out here. They're gonna explain everything that you saw. And uh, 
and it'll all work out for the best, okay? If you say so. I'm still <laughs> wondering what's going on right now. All right. So are you two just sitting in there while waiting for them to come out? Or Yeah, I'm still standing drinking my martini because obviously these people aren't going to share any information with me. So it's like, you got to wait. I'll, I'll um, walk up to Jonathan and pretend to introduce myself. Mm, would you like a drink? No, I don't. I don't drink. Um, I'll just say, what do you think? I like try and whisper so that no one else can hear us. Just be like, what the? Ha- what is this? This is bizarro shit. Oh, different strokes for different folks. Whatever. Do we want to shut this down tonight, or do you think that it goes further? Oh, I think there's definitely somebody in charge, and it's none of these people. So we just need to find out who that is. All right, let's just play it safe. As you guys are done talking, you see the, the black guy who identified himself as Dave. He's like, hey, if everyone could uh, please come back to the study and uh, have a seat and everything. Uh, we're, about, we're about to have uh, uh, a couple of our, uh, I guess, if you want to call them, our mentors in our program kind of speak to all of you. Maybe they can answer some questions if you guys are interested. Sure. I'll go take a seat. I'm, I'm going to stand. So you see two blonde females come walking out. Uh, one looks like she's probably in her mid to late 40s. The other one looks to be in her mid to late 20s. Both have very clear piercing blue eyes, very good complexion. One's about five foot seven, and the other's about five foot five. They're you know they're they're they're, they're attractive. They have like a they have nice skirts on, like uh, neutral colors, like gray and and black skirts with like kind of brighter tops. Uh, looks like they just. They're cleanly pressed. Uh, they, they just came out of the shower. That their, their hair looks kind of slightly damp, but still, you know what I mean, done up in a nice enough manner. And <laughs> they come and sit down. Uh, they they take these two look like nice dining room chairs. And they kind of sit it sit them both by the entrance into the study, so that everyone who's sitting in the study kind of can get a view of them. And then you see uh, another lady come walking with the brown. She has brown hair and she has like some jeans and a sweater on. And you recognize her to be the third lady. And uh, she goes and sits down, sits down at the inside the study with all you guys. I'm gonna cut to Quinn, Mr. Quinn, Mr. Catal. Yeah, I guess like you know, I would have like I would be able to hear like you know what they're saying like you know from like Williams, uh, uh, well Jonathan's wire. So I guess like I would like think okay, so at least two of them are in there with the rest. So I think I'm gonna like sort of, so, like ease the door open, sort of like try to like do it so as quietly as possible, so I can kind of like, you know get to, kind of peek into like whatever area like the garage or whatever it is. Yeah. As you uh, open up the area, open it up, you see that there are some steps and that they go down. And then you see another door there at the steps. Okay, so uh, okay, so I listen again. I like, try to listen again to see if I can hear anything now. Or is, can I hear anything now? Or You're at the part where you hear, hey, everyone have a seat. We're about to start talking. Okay, so yeah, I think I'll like, sort of just like... So let's, let's, let's creep down to like the other, the second door, and just let's, let's take a look, see what I can see. Like, is it like, a, is it like a, like a solid door? Like already, is it like a gap in, or like what? what? It's a pretty solid door, and 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 you see that it has uh, a door handle and it has two dead bolts on it. Okay, I'm gonna cut real quick back to Juno and uh, Jonathan. So you guys are sitting there, and they come and sit down, and you yeah. see the older one. She kind of she looks at you guys, and she's like, "Hey, my name's Rebecca. This is Heather here." Uh, I know you guys are pretty much wondering what you just saw and uh, why you just saw it. You can see that Rebecca is the one that's kind of like going to take the lead and talk. And she's like, you guys are probably asking yourself what you just saw there. Uh, why are these people dipping themselves into cold water? Why are these people crawling over a bunch of thorns and vines? And then most of all, why are these people running like animals in front of uh, a 
in front of a bonfire in the middle of winter in the Twitch cities. Am I correct in that? Oh, no. Yeah, I do see a couple of people are sitting there. Most of these people who are sitting in this room are already aware of what's going on here, but some of you guys may not be aware. It's all about empowerment nowadays. You can call me reject of the flower child movement. You can call me whatever. Uh, I was never a hippie or anything like that, but I will tell you, though, that I was a victim for a good part of my life, majority of my life, until finally I was enlightened, and I found out that victimhood uh, has existed since the beginning of time and the beginning of man. How many of you are, are familiar? I'm sure you've all been talked to already about the Judeo-Christian, the Judeo ties, uh, Kabbalistic ties. Uh, Is this the one of the blondes that's talking? Yeah, yeah, it's the oldest one. And how Lilith, who who was the first wife of Adam, was forced into servitude and refused to accept that servitude, and how she was cast out of the Garden Eden, and uh, how through she had to suffer before finding ultimate peace, and how we as humans uh, have been shown that, thankfully. Uh, how we too can embrace suffrage um, and embrace uh, pain that we've experienced in our life to become stronger, uh, unlike the masses out there. If you guys are sitting in this room right now, something about you stuck out to the people who invited you. You don't see us that we have, we don't have hundreds of people here. We don't allow hundreds of people into our ranks, but what we do is allow select chosen that we feel can not only add, uh, add to society, uh, who can become strong and determined individuals, but can add to the cause of Lilith and could walk in her footsteps like we walk in her footsteps every day. You may see senseless pain and senseless violence there, but what we see is a need to purify ourselves and embrace uh, what others either cover up, ignore, or flee from. I'm going to look like look at Ophelia, and I'm going to point at the brown-haired woman. Is this kind of like, is that the one you saw at the... Uh, at the is it? In, Chris, in the room? I'm not sure. Give me a perception alertness difficulty six, both of you. I use another point of willpower. Okay. Two successes. All right. Three successes. You recognize the brown hair lady to be in the one who was walking out of the videotape. You remember when you saw the videotape of Riker and there was two blondes, yeah. a black guy, Riker, and some chick that was smiling like she passed the test? I'm getting okay. kind of – I'm hearing them talk about this, you know – uh, healing through pain and all that, and I'm kind of thinking about the people that have died, Ramona and um, what's his name, Paul, Paul Hughes. Paul Hughes. Yeah, Paul. Hughes. And I'm right getting there. kind of, I'm getting a bit wound up now. I'm kind of, you know, hearing the disparity between what she's saying and what I've seen. You can, see, you, you can see visibly uh, right now, Jonathan. You can see that all this is starting to take toll on Ophelia. I, I can. Uh, there's two options that we can do here uh, for your character. Alex. Yeah. We can either have where we can have your role self-control role of anger, which I'm leaning towards, or you can choose to voluntarily be like, I'm. I need. I need to get out of here for a little bit and cool my head. Do a self-control check. We'll do self-control uh, difficulty six. Two successes. Okay. You can see Jonathan right now. You can since you're right by her. You can see she's struggling with the beast right now. Um, I'm gonna be like, all right. I think I've heard enough. You kind of see people look at her, and she looks at you. Um, is it is it something that you're confused about, or is is it something I can help you with, or? Yeah, you can help me with telling me who's actually running this this fucking comic book show. Uh, well, I can answer questions if you have any. I just asked you a question. Who's 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 in charge? Well, then and it's you not say- you. It's not you, and it's not you, and it's not you, and it's not you. I'm a point at the black guy. So you can say it's me. It's you? Yeah. Really? I'm going to look at Ophelia. Is this the one that you saw? No, that's not not the one that you saw, Ophelia. 
If you're talking about the chick along the wall in the red dress? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah, you don't see her at all in the room. I'll just look at him confused like um, I don't know what he's talking about. Slightly shake my head and look back at Are you giving him like shut the fuck up look or are you giving him like... Oh, like, it's kind of just like... Uh, <laughs> not, not a shut the fuck up look. More like a... No, it's not him, but I'm trying not to yeah. reveal that, you know... Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to look at her and I'm like, no, it's it's not you. You're not in charge. You didn't start this. You know, I, I, I kind of heard you had some problems outside, and uh, and I understand that this may not be for you. I think, dude, if you do have some issues, though, and, uh, and you don't feel comfortable here, you're more than welcome to leave. Okay. I just let's, wanna... let's, let's start oh. with this. I'm going to let everybody else, except for you, I'm going to point at her. I'm going to point at the other blonde. I'm going to point at the black dude. I'm going to point at the chick with the brown hair. You four are going to stay. I'm going to let everybody else leave. Uh, you kind of, you, you guys are hearing this on the phone and you're hearing this, Ophelia. Yeah. You hear the black guy get up. He's like, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm sorry. I'm going to reach out my gun. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm getting ready. He's like, seriously, man. He's like, What's this violence going to accomplish? We're not harming you in any way. You can let us peacefully worship and do what we're going to do here. And you can go about. Obviously, this isn't a mixture. This isn't a good match for you. Kind of interject at this point. I'm going to stand up and start ushering everyone out the door. And, yeah, kind of, I think we should go. But what I want to do is, if, if this is how it plays out, what I'm aiming to do is get everyone out and shut the door behind them so that I'm still in the room. But you can you can kind of see that there's people the people who are yeah you can kind of see the people who are generally chanting uh, are starting to stand up feel defensive almost either you're definitely reading body language right now that the room is starting to become a little a little yeah. hostile right now and you two are starting to feel somewhat outnumbered right now you know not they're not tying you two together you know but but it's like listen man if you've had too much to drink I understand if 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 you're feeling sketched out trust me you're not the first one. I completely understand that. Please, you're going to have to put that gun away. You can leave. I'm put the gun down on the table in front okay. of me. Well, that's good. That's a good step. And, and, and I appreciate that. And, and you can take your gun with you. I understand. Listen, man, when you're invited here, I know that someone saw in you some pain that you're having a hard time dealing with. And I get that. And if this isn't the way for you to heal it, I totally understand that. But we cannot have you coming in here threatening us. Well, we're just trying to be peaceful here with each other. You understand? I want to say something. This might get me in trouble. I'm going to say, you said that this is harmless. Was it harmless to Ramona and Paul? And you see just like the two blondes look at you, right? Automatically zoom in on you. You see the black guy look at you, and he kind of puts his hand on Jonathan's gun. He's like, everyone needs to leave the fucking room right now. And you see like people just looking around. He's like, get the fuck out of here right now. And you see I'm people stand up and kick my chair backwards. And you see people that are just they start leaving the room. And you see like the two are just calmly sitting there in the chair, the two blondes, the black guy. He's not grabbing the gun, he just has his hand on the gun, you know, standing yeah. there next to Jonathan, he's staring at you. And then as the door closes, he's like, What the fuck are you doing here? Why are you here? I'll look at Jonathan for a second, look back and say, I think it's our turn to ask you some questions. <laughs> Listen, lady. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do. I'm willing to let you walk out the door fucking right now, okay? I'm going to look. So it's just me, Ophelia, and these four four people in here? 
It's you and Philly on three. Everyone left except for the two blondes and the black dude. What about the I brunette? Wanna, the... She left too. She took off too. I want to say, take your hand off the gun. Uh, I want to mention something along the lines of that we've, we're investigating the murders of two you know, um, prostitutes. We're, we're FBI, something along those lines, whatever we <laughs> said we were. Yeah, like, that's, that's our cover. He's like, I say, if you want to, if you want to get, if you want to make this worse for yourself, you keep on holding on to that gun. But people know we're here. He takes the hand off the gun. He's like, "Listen, lady. First of all, I, you got to show me some ID before I even believe you're with any kind of law enforcement agency. Second of all, fucking, just because I know Ramona and Paul doesn't mean that I have anything to do with anyone's fucking murder. And third of all, if you are with law enforcement, get a warrant. If you don't have a warrant, get the fuck out." I'm going to use Dominate on him. What do you need to roll, Mr. Dominate? Marion? I'm going to use the Hypnotism. Which one is that? One, I think two, it's rank, rank 2. That That's where it's like an extended command. All right. Uh, yeah, Mesmerize, where basically you can give like a – yeah, you can give like a sentence command. So uh, difficulty 6, you have that voice command thing too, right? Yes. What does yes. that do? It reduces the difficulty by 2. Go ahead and roll. All right, so that's a lot of successes. One, two, three, four, and I'm persuasive, so I get to re-roll the ten. Five successes. I'm going to, like, sit down, and I want you to explain to me in detail how Paul Hughes, Ramona Ortiz, and Brandon Riker died. You see, he looks at you, and you see his hands shake, and he sits down in the chair Pick up your Ophelia, <laughs> Ophelia, give me a perception alertness difficulty six. Uh, I got a success, but I got a one, so it's a fail. Nothing. Fail. All right. He's starting. To, he's about to start talking, and you hear both of you are surprised to hear the youngest blonde start screaming high pitched and like start clawing at her face, like she's panicking, like she's having a meltdown. Cut to Katow and William. Let's go to William first. William, you're sitting here hearing all this. All of a sudden, you're. Ah! Like I'm hearing a scream. Yeah. Right. So. And all uh, the people walking out the front gate. <laughs> yeah. 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 People are walking. So, you, you see people. I'm, like, I'm like, Katow, do you hear this? Are you hearing this? Do I hear it? Yeah. I'm telling him about all the people that are leaving. Yeah. He was outside the room, right? Listening the whole time. Katow, he wasn't outside the room. Katow was in the back towards the basement. Oh, okay. But he heard so shit. you hear the screaming like no, but but it's like no 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 repeated over and over and over again no like all right I'm gonna cut to and you see these people they're not really walking out by the way they're not leaving you just can't see them kind of lounging in the front lawn oh, okay. you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> they're just kind of standing out there smoking cigarettes almost like waiting to whatever's happening and they're to end you know Katal you hear it over the phone too you hear this panic shouting shit like no 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 ah. like. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're by you're in front of the door in the basement. That's where you're at right now. Like you're by the door in the basement. Yeah, there's really two options. You could try to like knock the door down, or you could turn around and go back out, or you can you know ask someone for something. I mean, William's the only one who can hear you now. You know. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll let you think about it while I'm going to go back to the scene. Okay. Probably going to wait for like a minute or two to see if they come running back to the car, and if not, I'm going to check it out. You said if these people, if they're not coming to the car in a minute, you said you're going to, where are you going to go inside? Or are you going to go around? or what? Yeah, you... Probably going to take a look, uh, peek inside the window. Okay. 
Because you can hear you can hear Catalic doing. Well, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm at this door. Yeah, kind of I, I want to. I'll probably tell him to pull himself together. And, uh, <laughs> I want to try to avoid like a potential mass grade violation here. So I'm gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm We're just gonna. I'm screaming. So I don't really want to leave the room, but I also want to go outside and kind of. Well, let me. The hold on one second there. One yeah, second. Sure. I'm gonna go back to you and William. We gotta. That your scene is a whole totally different thing we're tackling right now. So. We're gonna deal with that first. You don't know what's going on with Katow and William. They're the only two. They have a slight they have a slight advantage in the fact that they can hear everything that you guys are dealing with and then they got their own shit they're dealing with right now, you know. Yeah, but we yeah. have no clue what they're doing. Yeah, as no far idea as what they're know, doing. Cal and William are both sitting in the beamer yeah. listening. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You back to you two. You guys hear her start screaming, you take a look at her and you see like the youngest one like kind of fell back off her chair and she's like backing up to the wall, backing up to the wall with her hands. Like, tr- like, you know what I mean? Like trying to get far away from you two. And she just won't stop screaming. You see that, that you see the Rebecca ladies looking at you like with, with an anger. And she's trying to like back up to like, almost like shield the youngest one from you guys. And she's like, you're fucking kind. She's like, he sends your fucking kind here to come after us. So they know. Yeah. Well, and then as you guys are looking, you hear David, just talking in the background. You're really not catching what he's saying because he's uh, talking. No, I would definitely want to listen okay. to this guy because, I mean, this is what we've been working up to this whole time. Yeah, but you see that you're, you're kind of torn. It's a weird situation, the fact that he's like, this guy is like starting to talk about the murders and you see the, the, the this scene going on where you're really feeling hostile because you're seeing that Rebecca is starting to get defensive. Am, am I making sense? Like you got these two very intense things going on right now and you guys are kind of sandwiched between both of them so was it jonathan's mesmerizing that gave us away or did uh, they suspect it beforehand you don't I, know i man. imagine it was That's the moment feeling. that i like took control of this guy had yeah. to been the the catalyst where you know they're like oh that's what you are and obviously they have some aversion to to kindred even though that they're ghouls but we'll we'll just shine over that whole thing because we don't i don't i don't know that they're ghouls yeah right you don't. Uh, my my anger is kind of getting the better of me right now i want to use my you know i'm a vampire i'm pretty quick i want to approach rebecca whatever her name was and i'm gonna knock her out with one punch or attempt to i just wanted to shut up you know she's drawing a lot of attention to us with her screaming yeah mm-hmm. i just want to i just want to speed over and just kind of it's like a cathartic moment for me because I've been seeing all this bullshit happening to people, and I just want to punch her in the fucking face. So you want to you want to <laughs> use, use celerity? Yeah, I will yeah. do that. Okay, so spend this blood pool on celerity. Yeah. You walk <laughs> yeah. up and you smack her, but like you just see like when you hit her, you just see like she looks at you, like her face turns, she looks right back at you. You sit there and you you smack, her, but you get her attention. And she's looking just right. It's like wham, wham, wham. You actually see it. I also yell, "Shut the hell up!" At the same time, <laughs> yeah. like, just shut up. And, and Dave, you see, you kind of see like the speed. You've never seen a vampire move that quick. So uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll go back to you, Quinn. So yeah, I guess by this point, when I hear when I hear the whole thing going on, like the whole shut up thing, so yeah, I guess by this point, uh, my my guess is like I'm I'm gonna like, try to break down the door because I figure like they're gonna, it's gonna muffle the sound of me breaking down the door. So what's your strength? Two. Two. With the strength of two, you'd have a hard time kicking, but you can always pump blood into it, and you can get a strength of like four if you want to, which you could kick the door. Huh. Yeah, I think I'll do that. All right, what's your blood at right now? Uh, but my blood is at. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you can spend two and get strength of four, and you should be able to kick it down. Okay, I will do that. 
All right, take the two blood. So you kick the door and wham, bam, and you hear that within your car and your fine BMW Dolby 3.5 surround sound. Boom, you just hear a thing. You see in front of you, Quinn, you see kind of like it looks like cellar. You know what I mean? Like how it's got has gray cement feel to it. It's kind of damp, like there's some leakage going on. You, you hear the dripping of it. Uh, you look down, it's kind of hard to see because there's not. it's kind of dark and there's no light. With a... Fourteen one, I can actually like have night vision. Yeah, so you can see as you as you're going on, you see the the hallway. You, your eyes are kind of turning reddish. You see the hallway kind of looks like almost like heat signatures in a way. It looks uh, almost like infrared in a way. Uh, you can see that it's going down. You don't see any heat signatures, obviously, but you see the hallway go down, and you see it kind of opens up into a larger room where you make out on the right side like you see it looks like a corner of a jail cell almost you kind of see it maybe like a foot of it okay like i have, I have my gun in front of me just like, like okay we got some kind of dungeon down here i'm gonna check it out you hear that william or what do you see uh i tell i tell him what i see and i'm just like you know, it looks like some, looks like some kind of i don't know what's down here they got some kind of jail the kind of cell down here maybe you should get out of the car and come in here just because like, i mean I'm out of the car. I'm looking into the place, you know, after I heard those screams. and Yeah, you're kind of just like, well, you didn't, You heard the screams over the phone. You see the crowd yeah. there. For you to walk up, it would kind of be yeah. telltale. Are you going to walk up past them or are you going to walk around the way that you saw Katow go? Or how, yeah, how I'll wanna... probably go after Katow. All right, so you're going to go around that way. Give With me, my gun. Yeah, give me a perception and security difficulty seven or difficulty uh, six. While you're I at don't the have any security. Okay, go ahead and give me uh, difficulty uh, eight then. I forgot. Oh, well, whatever. I failed. All right. You jump the fence, over the fence. You see the door there. You see Katal standing there in this hallway. You can't see anything because it's pretty dark. You look, Katal looks at you, and you kind of are taken aback because you see that his eyes are reddish right now. They're kind of a bright, feral reddish, gold reddish. What have you been smoking? <laughs> you see, you see, you see him there, Katow. So you guys are gonna go forward. Yeah. As you guys start going forward, you hear like the slow drops of water coming from the, you know, the stones that are on the ceiling of the hallway and along the wall. Common thing for those of you who lived in Minnesota, you know, during the winter time and been in a cellar. As you come walk about 30 feet, you kind of look to the left. There's really not too much there, and the left is kind of bare. There's like a like a little almost like a bake sale table, and then to the right there are three cells. They, the best thing I, you can describe them is a, like almost like a jail cells, but they look to be obviously not built into the cement more so that they're cages that were built in there. And the first two that you see are empty, but you see a third one. You can see you can see clearly. You still can't see shit actually, William. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Kind of just... Is there a light switch here? I don't know. <laughs> you see a light switch, Quinn. Okay, fine. You, you can hit it. Boom, you hit the light switch. Ah, like, oh, blind. No, I'm joking. That doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> you see everything I described, but the thing is on the floor of the cell, the two cells are empty. You see, like, it look like dried blood, and you see in the third cell that there's a naked male figure that's chained up, has a almost like a uh, the best, like it looks like a, some kind of, you think it's a bucket at first, but it's something metal that's covering its head. And you see that there is a stake in the chest of whatever's hanging up there. Looks like to be a Hispanic, maybe male. You can see that there are the two empty cells have like chains like that. There was something hanging there at one time, but there's nothing there. Hello, folks. 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.